The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss how to find and train affordable marketing help. Joining us is Mo Abbas, who is the CEO of Acadium, which enables anyone around the world to launch a career in digital marketing for free. Acadium has a three-month program connecting career changers with businesses for a project that provides them with experience and marketable skills like SEO, social media marketing, web design, and copywriting. Yesterday, Mo and I talked about how he recommends that you can find affordable marketing help through a marketing apprenticeship program. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about how you can become a mentor for a marketing apprentice. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Mo Abbas, CEO of Acadium. Mo, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you. It's good to be back. Excited to have you back on the show. Excited to continue our conversation Yesterday, we talked through the notion of finding interns or apprentices. Obviously, we talked a little bit about Acadium and your process, but really the concept of finding high talent, low experience labor, and instead of compensating them with dollars out of your pocket, you're teaching them the tools of the trade. So, you know, I understand the value exchange, why Acadium has a business, they're providing courses, making the connections helping businesses achieve their goals. But then there's the flip side where the people that are working on the platform have to understand how to provide mentorship. So walk me through the process of being a good mentor. What are the responsibilities and the processes for making sure that your marketing apprentice gets value out of the relationship? This is something that's so fundamental to our platform. And frankly, when we first started, we didn't vet for mentorship very much. And then we realized that our businesses who don't enjoy mentoring, they don't really succeed on Acadium. Those types of businesses who prefer a transactional relationship where I pay you, even if it's super low cost, you do the work, and that's the relationship. They don't belong in Acadium. They belong on Fiverr. They belong on Upwork. They belong on some overseas low cost labor platform. But the mentors who really enjoy giving back. They enjoy teaching and mentoring and helping someone and seeing them flourish and learn. And they enjoy working with an individual where there is a reciprocal relationship based on trust. They do extremely well in Acadia. 
And what we found are the best mentors are those that also run good businesses, frankly. They are the ones who have a clear idea of the scope that they want to get done. And they vet their apprentices based on that scope. So they go through the candidates, they have pre-qualifiers, they vet them. And those candidates then are have a clear understanding of the type of business they're going to be working with and the individual and the scope that they're going to be entering into with that business. The mentorship from the businesses is a component, but it's more than that. The mentorship works with the organization of the business. If the mentor has a process laid out for onboarding the apprentice and a list of work they want them to do and tutorials for that work, it makes the mentorship much easier. All the heavy lifting is done from the process. This is what I've observed. So it's not like they're teaching them from scratch every time. That's not at all, especially when you have like a dozen apprentices or, you know, we have some businesses that have had 20 apprentices and they've hired 10 of them. Those businesses, they're smart. They know how to get leverage. It's super low cost labor, but you have to get leverage from that labor. So what they've done is they've created these processes that allow them to get new apprentices and onboard them very quickly from these processes. It could be a Trello board. It could be through Asana. It could be another system you use for project management. And then you plug the apprentice on that. They look at the project. You communicate on that. Any question they have, which are usually the same questions, is answered in the Trello board and the project management system. And then the first week or two is a lot of communication, orientation on the business, what you're looking for as a business, and really gouging the talent level of the apprentice and what they can and can't do. And then from there, that's where a lot of the heavy lift is, is in the first two weeks. And then from there, the mentorship is, is more structured. It's more feedback and guidance. It's more, how's it going? How's the progress? You need support. How could I help you? Very different than you pay contractors. Did you get the work done? I'm paying you to get the work done. And if you didn't get it, oh my God, you suck. Let me go find someone else and go through the whole process again. And it's just like a friction relationship. So that's generally the process I've seen work really well with mentors. Yeah, I think what I'm hearing is, A, you have to have something that you can teach, right? You have to be willing and able and want to provide value to the people because at the end of the day, an apprenticeship is about training and providing tangible professional skills. So you have to put in the time first and foremost, but there's also a component of just putting someone in an organization and teaching them how your business functions, whether that be in person, walking around, showing them where the pens in the bathroom are, or if you're talking about a digital business, walking them through the project management tools. Something that coming out of college, I know I didn't have a lot of experience with was what are some of the functional tools that businesses are using and so just seeing how a business operates provides value to an apprentice. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. 
Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Now, when you think about building that relationship, is there a specific type of work that you find is best suited for apprentices? Is it something that is time-bound? Hey, you're going to set up this infrastructure in this project, and then you're gone after three months, and if you do a good job, we'll find more work for you and hire you? Or is it something that is, hey, you're going to do this process over and over and over again until the end of the three months? I've seen both, actually. But if the process is very simple and basic, maybe an apprentice is not the best suited for that. Maybe you just run a bot or hire someone who just doesn't really care about learning. But I've definitely seen creative work where it's not super obvious. You need to be somewhat intelligent and dynamic to get the project done. It can be time-bound. It can be ongoing. I've seen projects like I mentioned book launches, and I've seen social media. I've seen content writing. I've seen help with finding guests for podcasts and transcribing podcasts. And I've seen video editing. I've seen website editing. I've seen graphic design, right? I've seen email marketing. I've seen research projects, right? These are individuals that are looking to learn and they're quite unique in that. They're not like a contractor who's just going to do the job. They want to learn. So if there's a learning opportunity, you're going to get a lot of value out of your apprentice. And to give you some examples... Vicky. So Vicky runs a small marketing agency and she helps other businesses promote their brands online. And she has done about a dozen apprenticeships, hired about six of them now. And for her, she was very scared to bring on a full-time hire, but she was just a very kind, good human being and wasn't really super interested in like a transactional relationship. It was just she ran the business herself. So Acadium seemed like a low-risk way of seeing if she could even get some help in her business. She actually knew she needed the help. She just kind of was overstretching herself and she couldn't really work on her business because she was working in her business. And then she got an apprentice. And what she found is that it wasn't as scary as she thought, actually. But more importantly, it helped her really understand her own business. And you don't have to be an expert in whatever you're getting your apprentice to do. By all means, what's more important is that you're able to provide good mentorship. That's more important than being the expert, frankly. As long as you have an idea of how to get the work done and you can provide that feedback and guidance. And that's what Vicky was doing. She was able to build herself as a manager, build herself as an entrepreneur, build infrastructure in her business through the process of providing the mentorship to the apprentice. And she was able to learn so much from her apprentices. These are not overseas VAs. These are intelligent people quite often. And you are going to learn a ton from your apprentice, right? So it's a two-way street in that regard. They learn from you, you learn from them. They give you help, you give them that mentorship. 
So when you move someone from being an apprentice, you mentioned that, you know, someone like Vicky has hired or gone through 12 apprenticeships and hired six people. What do those relationships look like? Are they converting to 1099 contractor freelancer relationships? Are they W-2 full-time employees with healthcare? You know, how do people move from, hey, I'm, I'm not paying you and you're doing 10 hours of work to whatever the next step is? The beauty about Acadian is we cap our apprenticeships for three months. So you got to make a decision at three months. So are they going to move forward with this person or not? Right? It's part of the equitable exchange. And if you're not totally cool, they're going to go on and get more experience or they can use that experience to get a job somewhere. Now, if you are to hire them, which we do see a lot of, 50% of mentors do hire an apprentice eventually. And that relationship can be full-time. Often, though, it's part-time, contract-based. And it's usually continuing the work that they're doing because they created value. What's really cool about it is if they do get hired, quite often it's to continue the work that they were doing, which means that work is valuable, valuable enough to you that you're paying. And it's not an arm and a leg. Right? They're going from unpaid to paid. Right? They're not going from unpaid to expert. They're still entry level. So you're getting like a, a wicked opportunity to find underrepresented talent and hire them before the market picks them up, frankly. We've hired apprentices ourselves, you know, Waterloo grad. One of the strongest marketers I've ever hired, and I've hired people at triple his pay. And it was just one of those things where he did content writing, did really amazing content writing. But again, it's the type of people that we attract in Acadian, he's just a learning animal. So he did content writing, and he learned how to do really well, and then he learned how to do SEO really well, and then he learned how to rank really well. And it happened so quick, like over the six months, he is now able to rank. We're ranking first page on many Google search results. Because he's just an extremely competent human being. And we're able to get that talent before they realize how valuable they are in the market at an affordable rate. Yeah. You know, the thing that occurs to me the most is that to get the most out of these types of relationships, you have to be willing to commit your time and to help train. And you're saving the, let's call it $7 an hour from paying a virtual assistant that is overseas, but you're putting that time in to make sure that the person is learning and being trained effectively. So there is a fair, valuable exchange. Now, I've hired people overseas as well. They require a lot of training. It's not, it's not like they don't require any training at $7 an hour. My brother runs a business with VAs, actually. And my God, he puts more into training his VAs than I've seen mentors in Acadian because they just require that much specific training in the business, right? So I don't think it's a huge difference in the amount of effort required to train somebody you hire at $7 overseas versus an apprentice. But the type of training, it's a different kind of training, right? One's, again, a little more transactional. One's more supportive, more, am I giving this person value? Do I feel like they're getting a good mentorship experience? Yeah, I think that the trade-off in my head is if you need someone to go do a task on a repeated basis, and it's something that is what would require low-cost labor and it needs to be repeated, mundane work. That's great for freelancers, right? Somebody can come in and for $7 an hour, check off this box a thousand times a day and walk away with a paycheck and it's valuable work for them. If you're looking for somebody that is low-cost but is doing high-intelligent work, I think that this type of apprenticeship is a great way to not only get started at low cost, but also continue those relationships and find the right person for the role at a relatively inexperienced price. Absolutely. You nailed it. Like I had my an apprentice not long ago and I had them run scripts 
to send automated messages through LinkedIn. And they were quite intricate. There's no chance I'd hire a VA to do this. He was a coder. He was trying to launch a career in marketing. He was an older gentleman who actually had a fitness studio in South Africa and then moved to South America, was launching a new career in marketing. And he was just an incredibly talented human being. And he was able to create this tremendous value running automated scripts that, frankly, I couldn't even hire a coder to do. It was related to marketing, but you just find these really amazing humans in a cave room. It's a great way to find the diamonds in the rough. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Mo Abbas, the CEO of Acadium. In the third part of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Mo and I are going to continue the conversation talking about evaluating paid versus owned media as growth channels. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Mo, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is RealMoAbbas, which is R-E-A-L-M-O-E-A-B-B-A-S. Or you could visit his company's website, which is Acadium.com, A-C-A-D-I-U-M.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.